Hi guys, welcome to this week's bonus podcast. Um, we have got an interview for you this week. Very exciting. First interview of 2024, I think. Is yes, it? I think I think it is. I think it is. We're we're six, seven weeks in now. It's about time. And um, we got Tommy Orpington today. Tommy, tell you what. Would do a song, but um, I can't I'm afraid. remember. I can't remember them. There's only one. <laughs> What's the tune to it? Yeah, it's, I don't, there's only I don't, one. Tommy Orpington. I haven't been to a football match for. I'm going to say about 30 years, so I, I don't really been. know how they go. But, but my birth was announced at one, so... Yeah, it was, yeah. Matt Milburn is here with us today to talk about Tommy Orpington and his seven-plus years on the street. Can you believe this? He's been here so long, Incredible. and he's got his storyline now with Tracy, which uh, seems to be coming to a head at the moment. In fact, when I recorded this yesterday... Um, Steve didn't know, Tracy didn't know it was going to come out. So, you know, so some of what we talk about, maybe ever so slightly You're out of date. You're just going to have to project yourself you backwards mind. in time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. It's, it's a great old interview. We chat for half an hour or so. There is a version on YouTube if you want to see what he looks like as well. I know some of you definitely will enjoy that. And you get a bit of eye candy with me even. Oh, really? <laughs> um, anyway, it's great stuff. I'm going to pass over to uh, to myself from the past now, my ignorant self, and um, hope you all enjoy the interview with Matt Milburn. Here we go. Today I'm pleased to be joined by someone who's been on Team Curry for over seven years, but has only recently been taken off the subs bench to be a main player on the, in a steamy <laughs> new story with Tracy McDonald. There's only one Tommy Orpington and he's here with me today, actor Matt Milburn. Matt, thanks for coming on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Hello. Lovely to see you. That's... Yeah, good to see you too. It's been like, yeah, seven, seven and a half years, hasn't it, that you've been on the programme sporadically. So how are, you yes. enjoying, how are you enjoying getting a chance to have a story of your own at last? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time coming, Michael, if I'm honest. Uh, to be honest, it was only recently when um, uh, I came back for this particular stint that I realised that it was 2016 that I first started coming in and out. So that was a little bit of a shock to the system, really. But um, yeah, I'm just really thankful you know, I was, um, I've been wanting for a long time to to come and show what I can do sort of over a more prolonged period of time, something to get my teeth into. So when I got the phone call regarding this particular storyline, I was obviously over the moon and yeah, really enjoying it so far. How did they break the news to you that they, they wanted you back in like a you know, proper story? Uh, well, they, they phoned my agent. Um, my agent, it, I, I think... I mean, there was but there was talk a few years back, just before COVID, that I was potentially going to come and, and do uh, a little um, bit more than the usual sort of four or five episodes here and there. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, COVID just ruined everyone's lives. <laughs> so um, it was sort of put on the back burner, I think. And to be honest, then, I think it's probably a couple of years past since, since then. Um, and then, yeah, it was just a phone call to my agent. My agent phoned me and she said, you know, would you be up for it? I was like, yeah, of course I will. Of course I would be. And um, and then uh, I had a chat with Ian McLeod myself um, and he sort of gave me the premise of um, the storyline and what was going to be happening. And I was thankful to be coming in and creating a stir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, what did you think of the story pitch? Like a steamy fling with Tracy McDonald, one of Curry's <laughs> most legendary femme fatale. I mean... <laughs> pretty pleased with that exactly it doesn't really get much better really does it uh, I mean playing a footballer in the first place is is, is great for me because I'm a mad football fan myself um, you know and if you if you can't make it as a professional footballer you may as well sort of play one uh, as an act, actor <laughs> being one um, so yeah and 
you know, obviously Tracy being quite an, an iconic character and um, one of the legends of the soap and she's been in it for such a long time. Um, and she's not um, too uncustomed to creating her own stirs. So, yeah, I just thought, perfect. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun and couldn't wait to start, really. Yeah. How have you enjoyed working with uh, Kate Ford? Oh, it's been brilliant. Kate's been great. Um, I think, you know, she, uh, I think she was sort of um, due uh, a storyline herself for, uh, to get her teeth into. I think mm. it's been a little while since yeah. uh, Tracy, you know, um, had something, you know, a bit meaty. Um, so, yeah, she was quite thankful as well. It's a, it was funny because we're both, you know, we're obviously a little bit older, but not complete kids and, you know, you sort of... Uh, thrown together quite literally um into this sort of steamy affair so um we both sort of helped each other through it and uh yeah it's just been loads of fun yeah isn't the best word for it really cool and it's given you the opportunity to have more scenes with um simon gregson and joe Dettine as well <laughs> Tim. are they are they as much fun to work with in real life as they seem on screen yes <laughs> yes is the answer they're a nightmare <laughs> in, in a lot of ways because obviously i'm I'm the sort of straight guy within these scenes. And, yeah, they, you know, the great professionals, they've been there a long time, but you can tell that they're still really appreciative of the job. Um, they, they love going to work. And they're both real natural, funny fellas. So, you know, you, you sort of get the scripts and um, they read funny, but then obviously they, they then put their little bit of sauce on top at the same time, which I've got to be on my toes for. Um, you know, there's little ad-libs here or there or... Uh, maybe little bits of phys physicality that they'll throw in, and so uh, yeah, you got to be on your toes. But yeah, it's mega fun. And it's like, like I say, the, the hardest part is keeping a straight face at the right times. Yeah, um, I bet, I yeah. Bet. Do, do they like uh, try to make you laugh on purpose? Have they been testing you? I think I don't know. I, I wouldn't say sort of testing me on purpose to try and sort of throw <laughs> me, but it's kind of a compliment that they like. Joe, in particular, he's done sorts of. There was one on telly the other night where he sort of walks past me in the doorway and he sort of gives me a, right, a few digs in the stomach on his way out, like jovial, jovial digs. I didn't know they were coming, um, but the more of those that they do, and like I say, it's nice to, to know that they know that they can trust me to actually do it in the first place. I think if uh, if they thought I might it might throw me too much or I'd possibly take it in the wrong way, then they wouldn't bother or not do it at all. So, yeah, I, I take anything like that as a compliment and uh, more the better. <laughs> so at the moment, of course, on Corey, Tommy's getting all this adulation from some of the guys on the street team, Steve and Tim, yeah. Kevin, that, yeah. being the local yeah. celebrity. So since the story started airing, have you been getting a bit of a taste of that in real life for members of the public who recognise you? It's starting to get there now. It's funny. I think this last sort of weekend, um, I'm socialising with some friends this weekend, and it's like the first, the first sort of time it's happened. Uh, there was a couple of lads and singing, "Oh, Tommy, like it, it's me, it's me," you know. And it was uh, a couple of because it's not obviously, you know, when you're on the sort of show as big as Corey, it's it's going to happen. People are going to sort of um, maybe you know say hello, uh, which is lovely, um, but. You know, like like you rightly said, this character is a he's, he's got his own football songs that surround him. So <laughs> I'm I'm braced for it happening a bit more. It's just starting to sort of starting to kick in now, but um, ah, it's just a bit of fun and just you know, it's uh, well, I welcome it. I think. Yeah, yeah. How have you kind of found the reaction to the story in general? Have you been happy with people's reaction to the to the new fleshed out Tommy, for example? Yeah, you know what? I've been really chuffed. I'm not. 
it's one of them. It's tough. It's tough to know whether to um, read. Sort of, I think probably the best gauge is social media. You know, I'm not a massive sort of social media person, but um, obviously it's the um, it's the go to. Um, it's the go-to, what do you call it, um, genre or whatever for for people to pass comment and make a judgment. Um, you know, you're not going to sort of read it in the papers or on TV. So yeah, social media is where you see um, a lot of people's views. Um, but yeah, I'm so chuffed because the vast majority that I've read and I've not read a lot. I'll, I'll, re I'll read I, more in the early stages, really, just to just to um, get gauge for myself. And I suppose it does your, your own self confidence a little bit. Bit, bit good as well when you're reading positivity and yeah it's been really positive you know a lot of people have sort of said you know you know a few comments like the breath of fresh air and yeah it's, it's nice it's nice to see you being given a, a bigger chance and it's been really positive yeah i'm absolutely chuffed a bit um yeah so touch wood that continues and i don't mess it up but yeah it's been good so it's been good what do you think michael what do you I think i have been very pleasantly surprised when i heard that they were bringing tommy orpington back for a big story i thought oh that's a that's an interesting move. I thought I thought we'd seen the last of him, especially because it looked like he was. I think the last time you were on, were you hanging around with Corey Brent? Was it that hotel scene? Yeah, it was I a funny one. It was it, 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 as an actor and somebody really wanted to be given a chunk on the show. I sort of read that and I was like, oh god, well this is the end then. Because yeah. um, exactly. it's back, back in a baddie. Thought that's interesting. They're making him a baddie, but I've been absolutely loving it. I, I, you, oh, brilliant! Honestly, and I'm not just saying that because I'm chatting with you. I was watching it. I was, I, was a, I, I really, really enjoy what they've done with with the character of Tommy. I'm, oh, I'm, I love that. It is a breath yeah. of fresh air. Um, in in 2024, it's you know one of the one of the fresh new stories for the year, and um, yeah, yeah I'm loving it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because like you, I, I when I filmed the, the the last scenes that did involve Corey and the. Obviously, he was a villain, um, but I think it was just written with just just enough of of a sort of get out from from Tommy's point of view that he was there as a sort of character witness, purely from a sort of football point of view, as opposed to knowing this lad inside out and therefore backing him as um, a guarantee a guarantor for his personality per se. So it, it, it I was I was pretty thankful for that. So yeah, I mean now he's coming and he's obviously causing a stir in a different way, but I mean. That's just a different side to the personality, but yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm pleased. So far, yeah, it seems to be uh, getting a good response. Yeah, do we, do you think you you don't think that Tommy's going to end up being a villain or being considered a villain at the end because of breaking up the McDonald's marriage potentially? Was, is he or is he just more of a lovable rogue? I'd like to think that he's a bit more of a lovable rogue. Uh, I mean, I would never say never because as an actor, it's nice. To get to the chance to sort of play the whole realm of, of emotions, whether that's being a bit of a bit of a villain or um, you know showing a bit of a nasty side or, or what, uh, in terms of longevity, obviously it probably helps me that if he is a bit more of a lovable role. But I think genuinely, it does um, veer towards that. I think he's he's not sort of been great in relationships. Um, you know, admit he, he sort of admitted himself that you know he's. He'd been unfaithful in the past, but then at the same time, he said he wasn't particularly happy within his marriage. I think it's a, I think it's a kind of personality a lot of people can relate to in, in some senses. You know, there's, there's there's rights and wrongs to him, but I don't think he's sort of um, inherently sort of um, bad, and he's no, not really purposefully meaning to hurt anybody. No, I, I think you're right, and sometimes you can tell with when a villain is supposed to be a villain on on Curry or or any yeah. soap really. They that kind of they give the looks, don't they? Or the, you know, yeah, exactly. Whirlings, and we've not had that with Tommy. He's just been kind of carried no. along. It's, it's almost been Tracy that's been driving it, hasn't it? 
Well, that's yeah, exactly that. You know, and you know, he's uh, he's shown a bit um, humour, a bit of compassion here and there, um, and yeah, I think he's he's. I think that there has been actual dialogue where you know he's saying he's not wanting to hurt Steve or wanting for anyone to be sort of um, affected badly by by his actions, albeit they're probably not the right ones. But um, yeah. Lovable rogue will go with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's a proud Curry tradition. I mean, there's always there's always a rogue yeah. line carriage on the street, isn't there? Yeah, a little bit of a Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you, yeah. you, said, you were talking earlier about um, how they fleshed out his character a bit and given him the story with his wife that he's he's now left. And did yeah. you had a story in your head before all this about what Tommy was like as a character? Because we saw you know- so little about him apart from he was the footballer. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I think I think it it wasn't too far short of what um, in my mind. I mean, I know it was sort of only coming into for sort of sorry, excuse me for uh, dribs and drabs. Um, but yeah, I think the backstory I kind of created without without actually having one wasn't too dissimilar to the one that I received before this bigger chunk. Um, you know, uh, it always helps because it helps you sort of flesh out um, flesh it out when you're playing. When you're playing a role and, and fatten out, fatten out the character's background, it sort of gives you more impetus in you know whatever scenes you're playing. So yeah, but I think it was very similar. You know, potentially not great in in long term relationships, although he was sort of married. Um, but then at the same time, you know, someone who doesn't sort of walk through life trampling all over people deliberately at the same time. So yeah, it, pr- it probably did match up with how I was sort of perceiving it before I actually got the the proper info. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, bit of a ladies man. Do you do you, yeah. do you think? I know he said that he's only wanted a bit on the side. He doesn't want this full blown affair with Tracy. But do you think if she were to ask him to like run away with her, could he be convinced? Potentially. I, you know what? I think he's the kind of guy that um, literally lives every day. So I don't think he sort of has huge long term plans. You know, there was a line that he said recently. It's all like we're not swans. We're not supposed to mate for life. Um, so I think it's sort of that I think that relates to his probable probable view on long term relationships. But then at the same time, I don't think he's someone who never says never. So um I, I literally think which again is really beneficial for me from an acting point of view, because I think anything could happen. It's like it's quite a sort of broad character in terms of um being able to write for, hopefully, without trying to curse it too much. But he's you know, if if um yeah, it's like one of those. I think the world's his oyster, um, and I think he'd probably jump on most boats. <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah. I think maybe if he were to find out about um, the sticky end that some of other Tracy's other exes came to, we might have a bit of a second thought. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. It's funny that a few people have said that. Does he know what what which uh, is he barking up the wrong tree here, and he doesn't really know? And I don't. I'm not sure at this point. And I think we've got to assume that he potentially doesn't know the sort of. Uh, the uh, the fine details of Tracy's background, because um, if he did, he might be treading a bit more carefully. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that's again, it, it's yet to be explored. I think. Mm. Do you think that ultimately, though, the McDonald's marriage can survive this affair? I mean, people have started to find out now. Do you reckon yeah. they're enough to stick together? Well, I think. I mean, this it's been up and down for them for. Goodness, goodness, how how long? Uh, there's, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's um, 
I wouldn't say that it's incapable of um, surviving it. Um, it probably it probably could because, you know, I think that that kind of a pair between them where they seem to allow each other um, wrongdoings and, and mm. then, you know, they're also pretty forgiving at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it potentially could. So, you know, if that were, if it was to, to turn that way, then there's every chance they could patch it up, I don't suppose. And what about Tommy's reputation? I mean, could this finally be what it takes to break the spell that you are having over Steve and Tim? <laughs> well, you'd like to think so if they had anything about them. <laughs> you know, if it was me, then the the, the idolisation had been gone by now. Um, but football's a strong thing, Michael. You never know. You know, loyal, the loyalty could uh, potentially sort of... Uh, still override any sort of feelings of animosity um but i think i think you'd have to say that surely they, they can he can't they can't sort of keep looking at him with this vein after this you'd like to think not yeah i mean you're you're so so many weeks ahead of us in, in your filming and i but i just can't wait to see like is steve going to be conflicted like on the one hand my wife's having <laughs> uh, but on the other hand it is with tommy Orwin. <laughs> i know, I know. That's what so many people have said. It's like, look, this is really bad, but yeah, this, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see on that one. Just, uh, mm. just, just what he thinks of it. I reckon. Well, if it doesn't work out with Trace in the end, you've also got Toya waiting on the sidelines, haven't you? Potentially. Well, yeah. I mean, well, Tracy did her best to um, to to ruin that uh, at the same time. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's been. Yeah, she's she definitely sort of uh, has has mentioned that she's she could potentially be interested. Mm. Um, so that's that's another angle. Yeah, um, and another another woman who bumped off her husband. So you just yeah, that, you're, you're tracked in wrong ends. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's taken. Bearing in mind, he's, he came from a relationship uh, he's, that with his wife that. Well, from in his words, he says that she was a bit of a wrong one as well. So, um, yeah, maybe that's just the penchant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I could, be inter- about- could be interesting, though. You know, Toya, Toya and Tracy don't particularly get on either. So no. there could be some fireworks there as well. <laughs> I wanted to talk a bit about some of Tommy's earlier appearances on the street. Do you do you have any particular scenes from your first seven years or so on the show that have particularly stood out to you? Um, You know what? I, quite, I, I really enjoyed, actually... Um, sort of being in the studio with when in the Rovers, I think being in the Rovers for the first time was sort of uh, such a mega moment. I mean, obviously it's such an iconic, um, it's such an iconic set and and place to be. Uh, And I think, you know, you, when you've grown up watching it, um, as I have, and you know, my our family have always been big fans of it. My mum's still a massive Curry fan, whether I was in it or not, whether my brother was in it or not, she'd watch. So he was, um, so to, to be in the Rovers, um, Especially with the like you mentioned earlier, with the characters and uh, who I've always viewed as real strong characters like uh, like Steve and Tim and you know top actors in their own right. It was just uh, I think that really stood out, and I think I thought to myself, yeah, this is this is a this is a place where I wanted to be. So I think that was uh, probably one of the strongest was being in the Rose for the first time. I think. But you were you also involved in the the James storyline and the you know the homosexuality and football story. Was it wasn't am I remembering right that Tommy was kind of standing up for him for that? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was that was yeah, it was. That was nice in a in a sense that he gave I think, you know, when we were talking about Tommy's character and background, 
I think that said a lot about him, you know, for, for whatever you might think about him with his, um, his misgivings, maybe when it comes to women and relationships, um, you know, when it came to an issue such as that, he was, he was, he had a real firm stance on it. Um, you know, he backed, backed James and he backed James to, to the, rightly so, um, and stood up for him and, and made sure that he, he was an ear for him and somebody to talk to, um, and that give uh, I think that said a lot about his um, his real sort of deep um, understanding of feeling, um, which is good, which is positive as well, especially in front you know in front of his teammates, um, mm. you know. And he said, you know, I think it was along the lines of, if any of them give you any jit, then you know they've got me to answer to. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that showed showed a side to him that was real, really strong and strong in the right way. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They say you know, there's been a couple of scenes there in the past, and albeit sort of been fleeting visits. You know, there's um, quite memorable at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, something I, I really enjoyed seeing on social media a few weeks ago is uh, those pictures of you visiting the old Corrie. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I need to talk. You, so, Corrie has always been big in your family, as it? Your, your mum, yeah, in 1989. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, it was funny because when I realised that I was coming in um, for this for this storyline, it purely coincided with the mum going through the loft and doing and finding as as we all do occasionally, sort of going through old photos and having a little bit of condensing and and what have you. Um, and then I got the phone call uh, saying that I was going to be coming back, and and she said, "Oh, how funny! I've just been clearing up the loft. I've just found these. It wasn't like she'd rooted through for them specifically. For it was just like it must have been one of those little lovely terms of fate." And I was like, God, what is that? And luckily she'd written on the date, 1989. And it was just, uh, yeah. I think, I don't know, sure we were dragged. I think we were quite enjoying it. Back in the day, the Grillardi Studios tour is quite, um, you know, it was a real sort of, I wouldn't say it's Alton Towers or anything, you know, as regards sort of um, thrill, thrill, thrill rides like that. But it was a real eye-opener, something really different to do. And, was, um, it's like I, I went, I, I don't know when it was. I think it was a bit... Bit after was you. they arrived there, Michael? Did they have did they have a ride? Was it like did they have some sort of like? I don't remember there being a ride. I remember there was. I remember there being a big court that you went into. Yes, there was, right. there was sooty stuff there. Yeah, um, but no, I don't remember there being a ride. But you know, it was so long ago. No, you're right. There was there was a mock setup of like the uh, House of Parliament, so was, yeah, and you could sort yeah, of pretend as if you're sitting in the speaker's phone. chair and stuff like yeah. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I remember it just being really fun. Obviously, when you're watching TV when you're growing up, and to to actually sort of see uh, some of the mechanics of how things work and the actual sets and the colours, and mm. yeah, we went in full full shell suits, the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... I, w- I wish I still had photos of me there because I was I was probably also shell suited up. I, yeah, I don't remember. I think I went twice, and I think the first time I. Was before I started watching Curry. I think I was a bit young then, but the second time I I knew a yeah. bit more about it. But um, yeah, yeah. That was, it, was oh, just... it was a lovely thing. And then when you know the girls in the press office had the idea to sort of recreate some of these pictures standing yeah. in the same sort of poses, I was I was really up for it. Well, I I had to first get permission of um of my brother and of my brother and sister, um, and the rest of the family obviously to to air the shell shells the shell suit photos which they <laughs> happily uh, happily they said that was fine so uh yeah then we did the recreation of the pictures and yeah everyone really enjoyed it that's yeah, good yeah first first time on the cobbles 
Yeah. Speaking speaking of your family, I suppose a bit of trivia that not everybody knows is that your real life brothers with Greg Wood, who played Rick Nealon. So did he yeah. give you, did he give you any advice about working on Corey when you got the role? Uh, well, it's funny because we've both we've both done Hollyoaks, we've both done Emmerdale, and we've both done Coronation Street. So, um, he, he, and you know, within this business, you know, a lot of people that sort of work within the soap world can sort of float around from soap to soap, and so it it was really lovely sort of seeing some faces that I'd maybe worked with years and years ago on on some of the other soaps as well. Um, yeah, no, Greg said to basically enjoy it. He said, "Well, you know, it's the best job in the world for for us. It's literally." You know, stones throw from my friend, uh, friends and family, my mum up north. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm based down south, so when when I'm up there, I'll stay with her. And um, yeah, just make the most of it and enjoy it. You know, that's pretty much all we ever say to her when you're doing when you're doing this kind of work. Because it's you know, I don't see it as work to be honest. It's, it's such a privileged uh, position and, and job to do. I've done real jobs before. <laughs> this is it's not it's not like it's not it's not like real work. So yeah, just enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. he was he was another character that had just little spots here and there, wasn't he? He was uh, yeah for over a decade, I think maybe. Oh, is that what he was? I didn't realize that. Hey, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think quite did, a long time. Because if you look at some of the the pictures uh, that occasionally some of the um, old press shots and things like that, he looks really young, really young on them. And then sort of when it came to it in. Um, getting bumped off he was considerably older should we say so yeah i think you're right it's got to be about 10 years i reckon yeah yeah and he made a a posthumous appearance just a couple of years ago didn't he um he did he, he appeared behind his daughter kelly's head that's right. as a ghost, a ghost of rick Neela, which was <laughs> that's right that's right the voice of reason <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It, i think i read somewhere that he was one of the people that inspired you to go into acting is that right I really was, yeah. He absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't even do do acting if it wasn't for him, to, because you know, I it was like in my early uh, sort of nineteen, twenty years old, I was still still making mind what I wanted to do. I'd sort of gone to college and I'd done, a, you know, BTEC in sports science. Always thought I wanted to be a PE teacher. It was really sports related. Done, then I went and did A levels. Then I went and, and then you know I wanted to do um, sports journalism. I'd just been accepted to do at um, Preston University, and then my brother has always done acting, and I'd always gone and watched him um, in his plays and um, sort of uh, college performances, and you saw the buzz that he got, and the you know the, and that 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 sort of adrenaline fueled um, buzz and feeling. I was like, I've got to try it. I've got to try it, surely. You know, I, I, I just never had the nerve to. And then I'd just been accepted to Preston Uni. And then my brother, he was going to do this, uh, it was a like a short film for some of our pals mm-hmm. um, in the basement of Salford University for one of their d- dissertation pieces. Yeah. Uh, and just the day before he was due to do it, um, he got a call saying he was going to go on Brookside and that was his first sort of uh, big sort of acting job. Mm. Uh, and then he told the guys that he was originally supposed to do the short film for that I'd fill in without telling me because he knew that I was going to go, no. And anyway, I'd started the next day, shot this short film, loved it. I was terrible at it, but I thought, this is great. And then it was literally two weeks after that, um, I bizarrely got this audition for Hollyoaks and, and that was my first ever professional audition. And then, um, yeah, that was, that, that was it. Uni got... Uni got kiboshed and uh, I basically cut my cloth on uh, Hollyoaks for three years, um, which was almost like my kind of drama school sort of came out of that being a little bit better. But then 
few Shakespeare tours after that, and then a bit more telly stuff, and then yeah, and then here we are, <laughs> twenty odd years later. Yeah, what was it? What was it like stepping onto the cobbles for the first time after so long? When you when you got that car, I mean, I know it's different cobbles, isn't it? Because it's that was in yeah street set, and this is the new one. But was it was it funny getting back to you know to the to the to the street after all those years in a way? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it probably was. It was. You know, there's a sort of feeling. It. It's it's a funny old feeling when you step on when you step out back on there because it's like you get an immense sense of pride. You know, because mm. it's it's such a huge show, such a huge history, and um, it always has had. Um, so I always just feel really honoured when you sort of. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but it really is. I mean, it, you know, as far as telly work goes, and being a northerner and having grown up with the show, it's uh, to be part of it and know that you you know you. Got you're a considerable part, considerable, considerable part of it now. Um, yeah, just feel proud and just and you also put a bit of pressure on yourself in terms of really wanting to make a good job of it. Um, so yeah, you just have to kind of tame tame some of those uh, outside feelings, relax and get on with it. But yeah, it's um, yeah, pride I think is the main feeling. I think you must have been. You, they must have thought you were doing a good job if they kept inviting you back all those times. Well, yeah, well, well, people have said that, and it's nice, and yeah, it, it's lovely. But then you also, the, but then being the actor and the self, you know, I, it's difficult to get over that imposter syndrome. Sometimes I'm sort of like one of these actors that sort of because I know I kind of fell into it, and I never went to drama school. I really have to have to make this conscious battle with myself to accept that maybe I'm doing all right with it. You know, even even now, you know, um, you know, forty plus years age, it's uh, it's still a, it's still in a fight sometimes. I think. This time round, though, I must admit, I felt far more relaxed. And I think mm. just being given the phone call in the first place, um, saying that, um, you know, I'm coming in for this, coming into it now um, after the smallest stints is in its own way a sort of pat on the back and, um, and you know, yeah, you've been doing all right. So, yeah, you just have kind of relaxed, far more relaxed uh, in on this on this stint. So, um Yeah. Yeah, just got to accept that. Yeah, it's uh, that, that maybe things are going well. Yeah. <laughs> so having you, see, you said that you you know been watching it throughout your life. Have you must have you got got a list of characters that you've been ticking off that you've been having scenes with, and and if uh, so, still on the list. Yeah, I've you know what I've done, I've been quite lucky because um, I mean obviously Bill Roach is is the he's part of the McDonald family and you know he's uh, Ken Barlow is like the one of the well, he's been in from day dot. And when when we when we did the scene with uh, with Bill, that was fantastic. You know, um, I think I was always a huge fan of uh, Patty's character Mary. Uh, mm. She and she's one of my mum's favourites, and I've had some lovely things with her. I've been really lucky all, 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 already. Really, I'm, I if you do the scene in the Rovers, you you're with sort of a collective of characters that are all strong characters as well. I think I've probably worked with a lot of people that have. Um, that I've wanted to. I've, I'm sure I'll sort of uh, get around, get around everybody. But yeah, I mean, still need to do scenes with Carla. Um, yeah, which which would be quite nice. Um, you know, I know Ali quite well as well, which is good. Um, so that'd be nice. Um, I think just to work with everyone, Michael, just <laughs> would be nice. You know, <laughs> do as many scenes and as many storylines. Just get just get around the whole street, really. So are you gunning for a more permanent role on Corrie then? Or or does it suit you more to dip in and out and, and do other roles? 
No, I'd love to stay. I'd love to stay. I'd love to stay and develop it a bit more now. You know, now now we've had uh, now I've had this uh, this more sizable this more sizable go. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to uh, sort of develop it further. Hundred um, percent. I think sort of uh, in my opinion, it's sort of just only just sort of breaking the glass properly now. So um, it'd be nice to really get get right into some some. I know this is a really good storyline, but just cross all the emotions, basically, it would be lovely yeah. uh, in some capacity. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd love to stay, yeah. Cool. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been lovely talking to you. Oh, I thought it's all to you, Michael. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been really interesting to find out, you know, what makes you tick and about the real Matt Milburn. And um, yeah, yeah, I just I never thought we'd be having this conversation because I, you know, Tommy Orpington to me was always just every now and then. And I, I'm really, really chuffed for you that you've had this chance and that everybody's enjoying it. Oh, I really appreciate that, Michael. Thanks very much. Yeah, and so am I. Long may it continue. Love yeah. to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> lovely speaking to you, as I say. And yes. uh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Great interview there. Thank you so much to Matt for coming on the show. Yes, cheers, Matt. Well thank done, you very much. Michael. That was lovely. Like I said to him then, I, I never would have thought that I'd be chatting with Tommy Orpington. I'm, I know. I'm really, <laughs> I love it when they give actors who've um, you know just been but, but bit parts a, over the years a, a proper chance. I've loved him. He's, he's a Corrie legend on the street itself, you know. All the characters love him. He is, So it's he is. good to get uh, insider information about the mind of Tommy O. I know. I hate the thought. It's been good. I've, I've, honestly, like I said to her, I love this storyline. Um, just with, with, with having him here, having him with Tracy, um, I, I, I really hope that he stays. But, you know, I, I don't want to say too much because already... Who knows what will happen? Who knows <laughs> what could literally happen in tomorrow's episode. But, um, yeah, I, is I would... tomorrow or something? Friday. Oh, I, I've lost track when Curry's on this week. Honestly, I've got no clue. I don't know how we're supposed to keep track of these things because of the bloody football, isn't it? It's people like Tommy Orpington <laughs> that make our Curry not on a regular, regular schedule. <laughs> anyway, I um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, if you if you haven't listened to the YouTube video version, um, don't forget it is over there if you want to get a different perspective of it. Um, but yeah, that's it. We will be back this weekend with our usual Curry chatter about this week's episode, including the fallout of Stephen Tracy's marriage bust up. But until then, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Ta-ra, goodbye. The music of this episode came from podcasttheme.com. <laughs>